Hello and welcome to the Q York podcast. It's great to have you with us today and we hope that as you listen, you'll be inspired as we continue on our shared quest together. This podcast is entirely free and yet it's not cheap to put together and wouldn't be possible without the generosity of our supporters. So if you consider yourself a supporter of Q, then please head to qyork.co.uk and hit donate to show your support today because there really is no Q without you. Thank you and enjoy today's message. Hey everybody, I hope you're surviving and uh, still doing okay in this uh, lockdown. I want to take a few minutes to offer you some uh, midweek sucker, uh, which sounds very religious and I'm sure some of you have no idea what the word sucker means, but think, well, you know, if it's good and if it'll help me, I guess I'll take some of that sucker, so I'm going to give you some. Uh, If you are aware of any issues, any people, any needs uh, during the current um, situation, particularly those who are members of Q, uh, please, please let us know um, so that we can help wherever we can. We're already dealing with some situations which uh, I do not want to share uh, what they are or who they are, but very, very sad and uh, very difficult, which are um, are not people who have COVID-19, but it's the results of the situation that we're in that is causing some great suffering and difficulty. So um, just be praying and be aware, and uh, hopefully we can all get back together sometime in the near future. So, uh, yeah, what I want to talk to you about is a particular problem that I have. Um, and... Um, this problem is that um, I find it very difficult to uh, to rewatch some of my favourite movies. Uh, the one that is my most favourite movie is the movie Braveheart. Okay, the story of William Wallace and um, uh, the beginning of the Scots finding their finding their freedom and independence from what was at that time the tyranny of the English and uh, the oppression that they were under. Um, and uh, the reason I find it difficult to watch that movie again, although I have watched it, rewatched it again, um, is because uh, all the time I'm watching it on repeat visits, I am all the way through hoping um, and praying that it will end differently. Uh, Now, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, it's like I I, I want to watch it to the end. But this time I want William Wallace not to be arrested. I want him not to be taken to London and so cruelly persecuted. Uh, I I don't want him to have to suffer the ignominy of being hung, drawn and quartered and his head put on a spike as a a traitor. Uh, I don't want it to end that way. I want some more glorious... Uh, amazing, fantastic, heroic end to it other than other than uh, his own personal demise. Now, you might think that's crazy, uh, but it's just something that bugs me and bothers me uh, every time I, uh, I dare to re-watch it again, which is why I often don't, because uh, I don't want to go through the trauma of the ending. I want it to be different. Uh, however, maybe I'm not so crazy as... Um, as you might think or I might think, because the truth is uh, all of us tend to take the film of our life, the movie of our life, and we tend to rerun it 
through the process of our mind and uh, the reason we do that and keep revisiting the past and the experiences of the past is because somehow in our own craziness we are hoping that um, if we rerun it in our mind the end of the film will turn out different to the actual end that we witnessed, saw, experienced. And uh, so we put ourselves through this torment of re rerunning the movie of our life, just hoping that some of those things that uh, we went through, uh, if we think enough about them, if we revisit them enough, will turn out differently. Well, of course, that doesn't happen. All that tends to happen is that we, uh, every time we reshow the movie of our life to ourselves, we finish up with, with uh, some sense of shame, uh, guilt, condemnation, um, failure, self-loathing uh, and uh, it never works out good because the end of the movie is what the end of the movie is just like with with Braveheart. So I wanted to talk to you about something in respect to that because um, you know in the ancient writings in the Old Testament of the Bible uh, this this Jewish prophet called Isaiah he wrote these words which I, I think are are very, very important in this context. It's in Isaiah 43 and verse, um, verse 18 and 19. He said, forget or don't call to mind the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. In other words, he says, don't call to mind the things that were, the past. Don't rerun the movie. Don't dwell on the past. Uh, because to summarize what he says in verse 19, there is a new thing which is, which is a way through all of that. In, in other words, you'll only find your way through if you recognize now for the sacred space that it is. The past is no more than a memory, including nostalgia, which is simply uh, the past re-envisioned in, in the corridors of our mind to make it something that probably it wasn't. And the truth is the past is no more than a memory and the future is no more than a fantasy because the future exists in this moment no more than the past exists in this moment. The past is gone, the future has not happened and uh, I've always said about tomorrow, the problem with tomorrow is that it never comes because when you arrive at this space that you think is tomorrow, what do you call it? You call it today because there is no such a thing as tomorrow, there's no such a thing as yesterday. They are descriptive they are descriptive words to try and engage with the thought of something that has been and something that could be, but the only reality is the now. The past is no more than a memory. The future is no more than a fantasy. Now is the only reality. And uh, this is an engaging with this, an embracing of this is what will deliver us from, from my movie madness, okay? <laughs> and your movie madness. What's interesting is that now is the only state that carries within it the potentiality that is spoken of by quantum physicists, okay? I'm not even going to hit the Bible at this moment. Quantum physicists talk about this thing 
within, within the whole working of the universe and the cellular structures that, that, that they call potentiality, that, that exists within it. There's the, the something that, that within that is the creative energy of all things that makes things, that creates things, that changes things. Um, and now is the only state that carries that potentiality that they speak of. And, and, and now is the only space occupied by and using with divine presence. It's, it's the only space. In the ancient Hebrew scriptures, um, there is a revelation that, that their belief system is, is and should be rooted in. And uh, I think a massive, massive, uh, huge, important understanding about, about the nature of God and true spirituality. Because, because Moses, this patriarch of the Hebrew people, encounters God in the bush. Now... Um, I, you know, I, I'm not here today to, to, to discuss the issue of the, this story of the burning bush. What I would say is that for all of us, it's that thing that happens to try and catch your attention in the busyness uh, of your daily cycle, of your process. Moses' daily cycle was to walk and uh, uh, with his sheep in the in the in the wild parts of the desert the the wilderness where the sheep were taken to graze and to feed and to do what whatever the sheep were doing um and and the burning bush is the symbol of of something that happens to catch your attention within the normality of your daily grind and i believe that all of us actually have and have had more burning bushes in our life than than we have been willing to recognize and as it talks about Moses it talks about him drawing aside to the bush most often we in those situations don't recognize that interruption for what it is and so we don't draw aside to see what the bush might tell us what the voice within the bush might say to us well the voice within that bush that caught Moses attention and this is this ancient Hebrew revelation is that, 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 that God appeared to Moses and, 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 and Moses was told that God's name, the name of the divine, the name of the source, the name of the root of all things is I am. Now that's an interesting thing because it has eliminated the past, which we said is just a memory, and it's eliminated the future, which, which we said is just fantasy, and it's brought us to this sacred space, which is this moment, this now, which if there is a God, if there is a divine presence, if there is a creator, this is the space that that existent being, uh, I won't say he and him because some of you get upset by that. They're just descriptive words. But this is the, the, the space in which that power, that presence exists. Just like we've said about the, the quantum physicists, would say that it's the potentiality is is in the now, the the I am this presence is is in the now. So so if 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 the ancient Hebrew scriptures are rooted in the revelation that God is I am and that is the declaration of divine presence, then then what I want to tell you today is that now, yet now right now is your greatest opportunity. 
Now is the holder of your great potential. Now is your greatest possession. It's the greatest thing that you have now, being here, alive. In this moment, now, it's your greatest possession. Now is the sacred space in which all the presence of the divine exists. I want to encourage you with that. It's now. This is the sacred space where all that presence exists. It's where all the creative energy of the universe resides. It's where worlds begin to become what they were imagined to be. Just like in the beginning of the Hebrew scriptures in Genesis 1, it says, God said, let there be, okay? Let, let what is imagined be because that moment, that now, where the creative energy of the universe resides, resides this now, this moment is where those worlds begin to become what they were imagined to be. The seeds of creation occupy this space looking for expression. Just like in all creation stories, the seeds of those creation occupy this space and they're looking for an expression which in biblical terms was, and God said, let there be. And it says that there was. Something flows out of that, uh, even in the midst of the chaos. See, the present is not something... And, and I think this is important to grasp. When I talk about the present, the present is not something where you simply accept and comply. It's somewhere you embrace and create. It's a very different thing. Not somewhere you simply, well, I just got to accept what is and I have to comply with what that means. No, into the chaos, into the space, into the story, because of the sacred now, there comes a presence that says, here is something we embrace and we create. So you embrace the present, but within it, you embrace it with the perspective that you can create within it, because this moment is sacred and all the potentiality that is necessary for anything that ever needs to be is right here in this moment, at this time, right now. That's the I am presence, it's the nowness, it's the isness. That's where the potentiality is. And, and I, think, I think then with that, there then comes a boldness, a courage, a determination, a fresh breath, a new word, a new world, all out of that. So let me also say that the presence of the sacred, and this, this is where we've been misled, mistaught, um, or just misunderstood. The presence of the sacred is not found in a building or in a creed. Now, religion will try to push you to feel that the only place you can really find the presence of the sacred is in a building or in a creed. So we have forms and ceremonies and, and methods and means by which we try to instill a feeling in people that makes them then think this is where this is where the the sacred presence is. There's, there's another story I really love in the book of Genesis, one of the patriarchs of the the Hebrew story, which is Jacob, who was the son of the son of Abraham. Abraham was his grandfather. And uh, Jacob's out in the middle of the desert, you know, which always is symbolic of, you know, you, you're in the testing place of your life. Okay, You're in the, the place where there's not much to see that's going to help you. Uh, and uh, the existent circumstances 
do not create a scenario or a situation that is compliant with uh, 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 joyful existence. And uh, this, this, this guy Jacob's out there and uh, he has an encounter with the divine, which, which again, it's like the burning bush. He, he recognized and noticed something that was going on and he saw it as a divine, uh, a divine interruption um, in his life and um, in his distress he'd laid down and gone to sleep and um, uh, he dreamed and he saw he saw a stairway that reached from earth to heaven uh, as best he understood it um, and uh, uh, he saw angels descending and ascending on this this stairway uh, no, ascending and descending, sorry. So angels ascending and descending on this stairway. A couple of wonderful lessons on that. If if the narrative is saying angels were ascending and descending, going up and coming down, it meant that everything that you need for your protection, your help, your inspiration, uh, your guard, your guidance uh, is already here and present. Uh, and um, uh, uh, he... When he had this dream and he, he, he woke up, he, he called the place Beth-El, which means the house of God. Uh, uh, and he, he, he built an altar there because um, he, he, he said, surely this is the house of God. He thought he'd stumbled upon the space where God actually lives, and where there's a literal stairway. And of course, of course where he got the whole thing wrong, it was, a, it was a genuine experience, but where he got it wrong is somehow this particular location uh, is where the house of God must be. And that's the error we get into, that somehow there is a location, uh, there is a specific place, or there is, there is a specific mood, or is this, there is a specific creed, or there is a specific atmosphere in which God dwells. Not true, absolutely not true. I believe what, again, in the ancient scripture says that the, all, the whole earth is full of his glory. I don't believe there's any separation. I don't believe the divine presence is somewhere else. I think the divine presence is not only here, but is within. And uh, so the, the presence of the sacred is not found in a building or a creed, even though for some of us that may be where we encountered it. And uh, I accept that. Uh, but but it but it's not found in a building or a creed, it, but but it's found in the now. It's found in an understanding of of embracing you and the moment, you in the moment, the moment and you, this now, this existent space as it is, because it's in the now which, which we all exist and which is present in all. We all exist in the now, and the now is present in all of us, and that's the sacred space. If you would just understand it, that if you will embrace it, then the very essence of all that is the potentiality can begin to find an outlet, an expression, uh, a creative explosion, little big bangs, if you like, uh, to occur in our life. And I love, I love that phrase because I want you to have, you know, people talk about did, was the earth created out of a big bang? Well, whatever. What I want for you is little big bang moments where new worlds come to being because of this. So, so now, now is the only sacred space in which the divine reality 
becomes revealed. If you can grab the now, you have found the sacred space and divine reality will become revealed to you if you grab the now, not the past, not the future, but truly grab the now, as I said before, which I think is very important. It is not something you simply accept and comply. The present is not something where you simply accept and comply. It's somewhere you embrace and create to embrace the now so that something might be created within and out of it, because now is the only sacred space in which divine reality becomes revealed. It's an experience, not a performance. So you can't perform this, whatever it is we're talking about. You can only experience it and you experience it by embracing this now, this isness, this I amness. Um, if we forget the past, as we read at the beginning from the words of Isaiah, if we forget the past, then every day is a new beginning with infinite potential. If we don't forget the past, then we never get the benefit of truly having a new day I mean a new beginning with infinite potential because it's always troubled just like me with the movie I want this to end differently uh, I become bound up in 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 a dislike and and, uh, and discomfort and irritation because I cannot forget the past right so if we forget the past, if we can do that, then every day is a new beginning with infinite potential. Uh, and that's what I call, what we need to call, what you need to understand is the sacred now. I'm trying to get you to engage with the sacred now because that's where the life potential of creation emerges and gives us new beginnings and gives us new worlds. So maybe the greatest prayer of acceptance that you can declare today as you fully engage with this truth is to boldly declare, I am. I believe if you can do that today, something will shift and something will change. And this space called the sacred now will become a creative energy that releases to you something that you could only ever have imagined. Bless you. We love you. I'll come back with another message at the weekend. Until then, I hope this has inspired you and will give you something to carry you through today, declaring I am. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. If you've been inspired by what you've heard today, then why not email us at info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. We love that you're listening to us and we'd love to hear from you too. Did you know you can also watch all of the talks from Q on our YouTube channel? Just go to youtube.com forward slash Q Church York. We look forward to having you with us again soon. Until then, enjoy the quest.